What's going on, Alpha Leaders? Listen, this episode of the Alpha Mindset Podcast is presented to you by our newest sponsor, Checks Watches. We all know looking good is feeling good, but sometimes looking good can be expensive, but not with Checks Watches. Checks Watches create products that look amazing, go the distance, and save you time. The greatest gear you've experienced all under one roof. If you want to look good without breaking the bank, then go over and check them out at www.checkswatches.com. Get ready to amplify your energy and unlock your limitless potential with our dynamic podcast hosted by a powerhouse of motivation and inspiration. Brace yourself for electrifying insights, empowering stories, and actionable strategies that will propel you to greatness. This is the podcast that fuels your fire and transforms your life. Now here is the head alpha himself, Isaac. What's going on, Alpha Leaders? Welcome to another exciting episode of the Alpha Mindset Podcast. This is your host, the head Alpha, Isaac Avila. Welcome to another exciting episode, everybody. Again, I just want to say thank you to everybody that's been listening, all the subscribers, everybody that's left comments, feedback. It's been a it's been a really blessing just to hear the positive feedback that I've heard so far. Honestly, it's been just an exciting blessing. We're happy for everybody that um, is taking something from this and is helping them, you know, little by little. Today is all about just talking about mental health and my viewpoints on it realistically a little bit more. I know we've talked about it a lot with guests, and I want to thank all the guests that have been on the podcast so far, Lalo, Cab, uh, Donovan, you know, all three of you guys have been great. I really appreciate all of you. It's been such a blessing to have people like that willing to come on and, and share their thoughts and share their stories, honestly. And it's not easy. And we talk about that all the time, how difficult that is to really speak on what's going on in your lives, the hardships, the obstacles, all these good stuff. So with me, we've had a, I've had a roller coaster of a couple of years and it's been an interesting ride, so to say, right? And the biggest thing with the alcohol, you know, I want to touch on that. So alcohol and dieting probably were my worst things that could happen because it, it put me in this state of just depression, right? I didn't, it didn't help that I was stressed out at work. And for me, I thought, you know, oh, let me, let me have a few drinks and that would mask the, the stress or eating horribly. And I'm, when I'm talking eat horribly, I would door dash everything. So door dash in the morning. DoorDash when I get home from lunch, DoorDash at night, uh, late night stack at, you know, midnight or whatever. And it was pretty bad because the amount of junk that I was putting into my body really was filling a void for a short period of time. It wasn't something that was really fixing anything. So, you know, to be honest, I would have like two double cheeseburgers and a McChicken, right? Just from, from McDonald's and, and a medium fry and then a freaking Coke on top of that, right? And then I'd go out, smoke, have a drink, whatever, or I would get blasted drunk, at, you know, late night on a Thursday or something, and then DoorDash food after that. While when I went out, I had food during that time. And it was doing a lot of these things to me because overeating, again, was just kind of masking some things. But realistically, what all that did was made me feel lousy, especially the next day. And by doing that, I didn't realize how bad that could put you into a state of depression, how bad that can put your mind just not clear uh, because of these are all toxin, right? It's at the end of the day, it's poison. It's a lot of junk. And this journey that I've been on for the last you know month with the, the dieting and weight change, it's helped out a lot. I put a lot of 
vegetables into my body. I put a lot of protein into my body, but healthy protein. And it's been it's been life changing realistically. I see things differently. I have a clearer mind. I'm a lot more in control of my emotions and my thought process. I I do this thing called affirmations when it comes to the secret. Uh, shout out to my uncle Ray for showing me that many years ago. And the secret is all about understanding the law of attraction, understanding the importance of keeping your mind clear and positive at all times and being in control of your actual thought process. And a lot of people, it's hard. That's hard to do. And that's been the whole point of the podcast is to help people really understand their thought process, really understand that they can deal with the emotions that they have going on and making sure that they can handle these emotions, discipline these emotions and deal with whatever stress that they have going on in their lives. Because that's why some men pop. That's why some men have issues with communication. That's why there's relationship problems. That's why there's over drinking. That's why there's overeating. That's why there's hell over use of drugs. And again, I'm not telling you, you have to go out and publicly talk about your problems, but there's, we got to find someone in your life that you can talk to about these things, talk it out, figure out how to handle it because you don't want it to let it consume you. And that's been the biggest issue. If you let it consume you, that's when you're not in control and you could spiral. Things can turn around for the worse and we don't want that. So, and that's been kind of the hard thing. So again, you hear the difference in generations sometimes, right? And let's not get mental health confused with laziness. I, I don't want that to be confused. You still got to put in the work. You know, you still got a job to do. You still go to work every day. You still got to do what you got to do. Don't be lazy. There's, and that's the thing. I think mental health really gets entangled with laziness and people, oh, mental health. You know, I didn't have mental health when I was younger. I, I get that. I understand that. I'm not saying that, you know, you, you guys were given this opportunity or now this generation is a little different. This generation is different. And this generation can be a little more sensitive. And I understand that. I completely do. But what you have to understand is that mental health is a real thing as far as not controlling these emotions. Some people are just not mentally stronger than others. And that is okay. But you have to work that out. You have to deal with it. But you still got to put it in work. And that's the thing. When you go to work every day and you're stressed out about something and then you're like, oh, I just don't want to work. Well, now you're just being lazy. You have to deal with these emotions and deal with these problems that you're having with work to fix the issue. Now, if you're simply just not happy with what you do and you're not happy with your job, find something else. Find something else that will make you happy, that you know you can strive at, that you can be excel at. But don't be lazy. And that's the biggest misconception when it comes to mental health is that people think that we're saying, oh, we're allowing these people to be lazy because they're allowed to feel. Yeah, you're allowed to feel. It's the it's life. I, I don't know what to tell you. It's going to happen that way. People are going to feel some type of way. But the biggest point is when you deal with your emotions and deal with this mindset and you keep positive and you keep the quote unquote alpha mindset, those comments and those things that these people do to you won't affect you anymore. And that's the thing. At the end of the day, we let these other people, these individuals affect your life, affect how you feel, affect your day, affect your mood, the whole nine. And that's the point. We don't want them to. We don't want them to affect you anymore. And then by doing that, you've got to learn how to discipline and be happy with yourself, be happy with what you see in the mirror, be happy with your life, be happy with your day, no matter what. 
And if you do that, then these comments these other people make, these things that other people do, it's not going to bother you. And, you know, we grow up and we hear, you know, why should, don't let this person bother you. But then sometimes you could probably hear at the same time, like, well, why do you do this this way? And, and so you get like mixed things, right? You hear people say, well, you shouldn't care what other people think. But then you hear, why are you dressed like that? Why are you go out like that? Why, why are you doing things this way? Do what you want. At the end of the day, do what you want. But understand your, your actions can lead to consequences. Your actions can lead to different things that come in your way. And you just have to be happy with the decisions that you make. You made the decision. You made the choice. You're in control. And that's the whole point. You need to be in control of what you do and how you do it and how you handle things. And I'm telling you this because once you get to a certain age, there's no one, no one can tell you what to do anymore. And once you're 18, realistically, in most households, you're kind of making your own decisions. Unless you're still living in your mom and dad's house. Well, that's their roof. You ain't paying rent. You, <laughs> you got to listen to your parents. But if you're out on your own and you, you made these decisions and things start to happen to you and you start to say, why did these things happen to me? Understand you made that decision. But just understand why you made that decision. You know, mental health is a is a very serious thing for a lot of people because people take their own lives. And, you know, there was a story that just came out about an umpire in MLB. I forgot his name. You know, forgive me for forgetting his name, but he was taking in a jog coming back from uh, the Baltimore Bridge, I think, of the Clemente Bridge. And he sees this woman, you know, kind of lean over and the, he goes up to another gentleman and asks, you know, what what's going on? What What's going What's why is she you know, doing that? And no one knew. So he got closer and realized she was trying to commit suicide by jumping off the bridge. And so he ran over. And he pretty much at, at grabbed her, didn't let her go. And she kept repeating to him, no one cares about me. No one listens to me. No one even cares that I'm here. No one's going to miss me if I'm gone. And he, keep, he kept repeating to her, I'm here. I care about you. I'm not letting go. And at one point, she actually both feet her off the bridge. He's holding on for dear life. He's the only one that has her. And all of her weights in his arms and he's holding on. And he turns around to a bystander and says, call the police, you know, mouths it. Police show up, helicopters show up, everything. They finally get her feet back onto the bridge. They end up handcuffing her to the bridge so she doesn't jump again. But he still doesn't leave her and tells her, you know what? I care about you. I appreciate you. I'm not going to forget you. And she kept saying, you're going to forget me. I'm not going to forget you. I'm not going to forget you. And they get her back over the bridge. They get her back on the other side. And he continues to tell her, I'm not going to forget you. And then he goes a couple hours later and goes and umpires a game for the Orioles. And a lot of people will look at that story in one of two ways. One, she's just looking for attention. She just, you know, attention grabber. She's sensitive. The world's hard. And the other side will look at that like, man, life can really be hard sometimes. And if she was just more in control of her emotions and more and tune in love with who she is and not really worried about everybody else. And if everybody else likes her or loves her, you know, maybe that wouldn't have happened, but she hasn't been properly trained in her mind to think that way. And God put that umpire in that perfect situation because he wasn't done with her yet. She wasn't going she wasn't supposed to go home yet. She was supposed to stay on this earth, stay on this planet. And who knows, she might change the world, but we can't dictate and let other people drive us to that point because there is someone out there that always cares. You can say what you want. You can tell me no one cares about me. No one loves me, but that's not true. 
you just don't see it. And there's been times in my life where I've tried to help out a lot of people and they just don't want help. And that's the other thing. There's some people that just don't want help. And my message may not always be in, t- in line with a lot of people, but with all due respect, my message isn't for you. My message is for those who need the help, who need this voice, who need to hear the things that I'm saying, because God put me in their lives to help them. So if you're listening and, and I, my message ain't for you, with all due respect, my message, my message isn't for you. I appreciate the support and you listening. But if you don't agree, I understand that those, those are your feelings. Those are your choices. But this isn't for you. Every day we have a choice. We can either lay in bed and stay there in sorrow or we can get the hell up and we can take on the day. We can attack the day and we can grind and we can really, really propel ourselves into greatness. And every day when we start to think, you know, why do I got to go to this job? Why do I got to get up? I don't want to. I'm tired. I don't feel feel like it. You're, you're, you're losing. You're letting whatever it is consuming you continue to consume you. When you say, I'm excited to get up. I'm ready for the day. Let's go attack this day. You're taking that power back because you're starting to be in control. I just learned this from the book, The Secret. Uh, rereading it now as an adult and more mature in the mind, it's helped me out a lot. But I say an affirmation every day for at least three minutes a day. And the affirmation is, I'm the master of my thoughts and my emotions. I'm the master of my mind and my emotions. And I say that continuously for three minutes to five minutes per day throughout the day. So in the morning, I'll do it for three to five minutes. During my lunch or in the car, I'll say it three to five minutes. And before I go to bed, I'll say it again, three to five minutes. And what that does, it, it conditions my mind to understand, okay, I'm in control. I can change my thoughts. I can change my emotions. I'm in control. And you always want to remember that because that's the whole point. You're trying to condition your mind and your brain to think that way. The other thing I do is I affirm my day for the next day. So at the end of the night, before I go to bed, I tell myself how the next day is going to go. And and if it doesn't, it's okay. I just have to know that things happen. It's okay. Shift. You're going to be fine. But I plan out my day. So for example, on Sunday night, when I got home from my parents, I laid down, was getting ready to go to bed, and I started to process Monday. And I told myself, I work in sales, and I told myself, I'm going to get five units, we'll call them units. Five units, that's going to be my total for the day, and I'm going to get that within the first hour of my, my job. And I believed it, I affirmed it, and I planned out the entire day. Exactly what I planned out Sunday night is exactly what happened Monday. My very first appointment, five units sold, no problem, done finished in 45 minutes. And then the rest of the day went exactly how I wanted to go. And good things started to happen. Good things started to flow. And I was in a good mood all day. My mind at one point started to get a little tired, put on some music, boom, back in it again. And but fully in control at all times. The secret is all about teaching you the law of attraction, understanding the beliefs, understanding your mind. So we don't realize that it's as simple as asking, right? You What do you want in this life? Okay, ask for it. Write it down. And to give you guys an idea, every day I read my affirmation for what my life already is and and the way I think it. So, for example, I put, I am so grateful that my life is now full of abundance. And then I pretty much then speak about everything that I quote unquote already have. So I'm talking in the present tense like this is my life now. And the reason I say that is because then you start to believe it day in and day out and you start to see it. And a lot of people think that daydreaming is bad and, and 
you're, you're right. But what I'm saying is you, when you're home and you're looking at what your life should be or what your life's going to be, understand that picture, understand that image, pay attention to the details. When you pay attention to the details, you then can see yourself in that life. And when you start to believe that day in and day out, your mind subconsciously starts to then trigger and you start to do the things to get you to that point. This is the same with whether if you believe just in the universe, whether you believe in God, whether you believe in Buddha, whatever. It's all the same thing. It's just a higher power. When you do these things and you put your mind in that state of positivity, when you start to focus in on what you are asking for in this world, in this life, and you start to do those things. Now, that's the thing. Once you set your mind right and you're positive and you have the mindset, you then need to you need to do things. You can't just think it and it's just going to happen. You need to think it and move because when an opportunity presents itself, that is your time to act. If you have an itch and you see an opportunity, you're like, mm, should I? Boom, do it. Do not hesitate on the opportunities that present themselves because what happens is if you don't act, well, that means you don't want it that bad and the universe, God, whatever it is, will then shift and you just lost that opportunity. When you see something that is a chance for you to take a step forward, take it. Stop being afraid to take that step forward. Stop being afraid of change. Stop being afraid of any of these things that can change it. Because what fear does, fear literally can kill it all. You know, uh, there's this video called Unbroken on YouTube, and it's a bunch of motivational speakers put into one. And I and forgive me for the, I don't know the name of the person that says it, but he says, fear can age you. Fear has put killed dreams. Fear has put people in the hospital. Fear is the number one killer of dreams because we're so afraid of what could happen. But you hear it all the time, day in and day out. The only thing you guarantee from not doing something or not trying is that it won't happen. No one knows the how, but that's not our job is to know the how. And that's the thing. We always want to know the how. I how I was one of those people. Well, how am I going to make a million dollars? Well, how am I going to start this? Well, how am I going to do just do it. You'll figure it out as you go. All you have to know is this is the dream. This is the goal. This is how I'm going to get here. This is how I'm going to do it. No, because then as soon as you start to focus, this is how I'm going to do it. This is how I'm going to get here. And it doesn't happen. You're going to be really disappointed. Focus on this is the goal. This is what I want to do. This is my first step. And you take that first step. Then as that starts to go along, then you take the next step. And you see it unfold in front of you. And the secret they talk about, think of it as a car, you know, you're in your car. You can only see at night 100, 200 feet in front of you. Well, that's it. That's all you're going to see in life is the next 100 feet, 200 feet. And just focus on that. Take it slow. Take it one step at a time, one day at a time, and things will start to happen for you. But if you're still trying to figure out the how and trying to be precise about it. But then when it doesn't happen, you're going to be pissed off. You're going to be upset. You're going to be mad that it didn't happen. And then you're going to start to give up. And that's just, you can't do that because that's what's going to kill you every single time. And that's why being grateful also is something that's really important, right? Get a book, get a piece of paper and write down all the things you're grateful for. Grateful for the ability to breathe on your own. Grateful for the ability to see. Grateful for the ability to hear, to have both hands to be able to walk on your own two feet, to be able to have a full head of hair or whatever. Be grateful for every little thing. And when you do that day in and day out, and I mean, do this every day, write it out and then read it every single day. And what happens again is your mind changes because you're focused on all the things that you're grateful for. 
that you already have. Because what really happens is we start to think about all the things that we don't have. And why don't I have this house? And why don't I have this car? And why can't I travel like this? And why do I always have this debt? Why do I have no money? And you keep saying that over and over. Yeah, that's all that's going to happen. It's going to continue to come your way. Think about it. If you're ever in traffic and you're, and you're irritated and you're pissed off, you're like, why is traffic always here? Why am I always late? What do you think is going to happen? More traffic and the more you're going to be late because that's all you're thinking about. You know, my brother, Derek, I talk about him a lot on the podcast and uh, <laughs> me and my my cousin, Josh, my brother, Josh, we always give him a hard time because, man, this dude is so in the moment. He lives in the moment a lot and he never worries about the things that are not in his control. And good things always seem to happen to him. That's exactly what I used to think. And we're like, for example, we're trying to go to Mexico to get our passports. And this dude had nothing ready. He didn't have application done. Nothing. Gets there. First one to get called in. He's in and out in 20, 30 minutes. Boom, done. And he's like, see, you guys are worried about nothing. I'm prepared. I'm getting ready. And I have to redo a bunch of things because I'm so worried about things that are happening. And it's like, man, what the, <laughs> what the hell? And so, but again, it's because he doesn't worry about the how, he just knows things have to get done and he gets it done. And that's what's really cool is that when you start to stop worrying about the how, your stress level goes way down, way, way down. Because again, you're not worried about the things you can't control. And that's important, guys. You you can't just focus on your controllables. Focus on the things that you can't control, which is your emotions, your reactions, your mindset, your positive thinking, and the things that you're grateful for. If you do those simple things every day, day in and day out, I promise you your life is going to get easier. I know because I'm doing it now. I don't worry about the things I can't control. And I'm very, very happy with where I'm at right now. And I, you know, I said this to Derek the other day. I'm like, man, for some reason, I got this feeling that by the end of this year, something big is going to happen in a big way. It's going to change both of our lives because we're doing this together. I mean, me and him, you know, we've, we've already committed that we're going to really change the world by doing this podcast and this is going to lead to bigger and better things. How we're going to get there? No idea. But all I know is I started with this podcast. We're going to continue this podcast and grow it. And we're going to continue to have some really good guests on, but we're not worried about how we're getting there. We're just going to put in the work. We're going to continue to grind and we're going to get there. That's how every single one of you should do it. Just if you're like, man, should I start this business? Man, should I, should I take this new job? Should I, you know, should I take this next leap? Take it because when you're in that moment of uncertainty and fear, that's exactly when you should jump. That's exactly when you should act because what that is, that's the, I always say that's the devil trying to take that away from you. It's putting that thought in your mind saying, no, nah, no, nah, this is not a good idea. I shouldn't do this. This is going to, this is not going to turn out well, but that's bullshit. You, you don't know that. You don't know if it's how it's realistically going to turn out, but you got to know that you took that chance. You know, Lalo talked about it on, the, on our first podcast episode with him. When you're your 88-year-old self and you're trying to remember or go back and live, did you live a happy, full life? And you go back and say, I regret this, I regret that. Do you want to live your life with regret? Do you want to be your 88-year-old self and say, man, if I could go back, you know, 60 years ago, 80 years ago, whatever, and change this? Come on now, man. Really? You really, really want to look back on that? So don't be afraid. You know, so if your friend or your circle is telling you like, oh, no, you shouldn't do it. That's not really a smart idea. That, stop asking other people's opinion of what you should do. Focus on what you think is best for yourself and take that leap because they're not going to see it the way you see it. And you're going to spend more time trying to convince them that this is a good idea 
then you could use that energy to prove that everybody wrong, but prove yourself right. So stop trying to get everybody's opinion on what do you think is best for your life. It's your life, not theirs. And if they're negative about it, they're toxic about it, they hate that you're winning, get a new fucking group of friends. Get a new section of your family, something. Because those people are going to do nothing but bring you down. But damn it, you are something. You are meant for greatness. Take that fucking step forward and go out and get what's yours. Stop worrying about everybody else and what they think. Because I'm telling you right now, they're not going to see it the way you do. And even then, once you're there and you're successful and they're still haters, they're always still going to be haters. Or there's some people that are going to be like, oh, yeah, no, I knew it all along. No, they didn't. No, they did it. The only reason why they're saying that to you now is because you made it, right? But their opinion doesn't matter. How they feel doesn't matter. How you got there to them doesn't matter. All that matters is you took that step forward, you achieved, you put in the work, and now greatness is coming from it. But you got to keep going. You got to keep going. We can't, when you when you put your body, like I was going back to the, the health part, when you eat all these bad toxins, when you start drinking, what happens is your body goes into the state of compla- complacency. And with complacency comes comfortability, and then you're stuck. This is comfortable to me. I'm happy where I'm at. But realistically, all you're doing is going backwards. And I know this because eating and just watching movies all day felt really, really good. Don't get me wrong. It's nice. But then what happens is you do it one day. You're off the next day. Mm -hmm. I'll do it again. Don't feel like doing much. Don't feel like going outside. No. (laughs) Just no. Because then then you're just in constant loop of just relaxation that you think that's relaxation. But it's laziness and it literally puts you backwards to your goal then gets further and further away and it takes longer to get there. You know, like this morning, for example, it's 5.18 right now in the morning. I got up at 4 a.m. I originally had, you know, something planned with the guest. Fortunately, some things happened to him, so I hope he's okay. Um, So we're going to have to postpone it. But then, you know, I was like, I'm up. Let's put in this work. Let me just record another episode. And I'm glad I get to share this message today because affirmations and how you view your life point and the positivity that comes around your thoughts and how you really see life through your eyes is really, really important. That's why you have to focus so much on yourself. And, you know, I lead it to bad things are going to happen, right? Things happen. And, you know, I want to talk about, you know, for example, my grandmother, when I was a kid, you know, I wasn't, to me personally, I wasn't the best grandson. I, I took her for granted and, you know, it really ate away at me. But she was diagnosed with cancer and, you know, she was told that she would only live a few months. She lived 10 years on top of that. So we're in stomach cancer, rare form of cancer. And she, man, she went after it, man. She fought every day, day in and day out. But you can never see that woman, even with cancer, you can never see her with uh, negativity on her face. And she went to church three or four times a week. She always wanted us to go to church. She always wanted me to go outside. She always wanted me to go for a walk. Um, Hell, she even made sure I did like jump rope or something. And, you know, I, I miss those moments now as an adult because I look back and I wish I would have cherished a little bit more. But man, she was an amazing woman. She always had a smile on her face. She always loved her grandkids. She loved her kids. She was the glue to the family in many, many ways. Christmas Eve was always bumping. And I'll never forget, it was 2008. And I was getting ready. It was our first day of uh, baseball season for our eighth grade team. It was a Monday. And my alarm's usually set for 6.45. It gives me enough time to get up, shower, change, get a bite to eat, and get to school. And I remember I woke up, and the sun was hitting my room, like, 
Hey man, it's, it's not 6.45. I look over my alarm clock, 7.15. And I go over there, my alarm had been turned off. And I, everything then just got real, real slow. So I remember walking out of the, the bedroom. My room was all the way into the back of the house. And you walk out and you hit the hallway. And there's one room and then my brother's room. And you move over and we get to, I get to my brother's room, peek my head in. Same thing, same thing. He's not, he's not there. Or he's there, excuse me, but he's still asleep. Go over and I wake him up. I'm like, hey, what happened? He's like, what do you mean? He goes, my alarm didn't go off. I go, mine didn't either. He goes, where's mom? Where's dad? I go, I think they're in their room. From my brother's room to my parents' room, five feet, maybe. That day, it was 100 yards. It felt so long to get to my mom's room. Because in my head, already, there's no way. And the reason why is because the night before, I had texted my mom, tell her, tell my grandma I said I love her to keep fighting and we'll see her soon. And I didn't get a response, but something deep down in me knew something was wrong. So we walked to my mom's room and I peeked my head in and I just see my mom's face. She, she's bright red. I see the puff around her eyes. I look at my dad. My dad's holding it together, but I, I, I just know. So me and my brother walk in and they go, we got we to gotta talk to you guys. And I'll never forget, I sat there on my dad's bed and I looked outside their window. Everything went quiet for me. All I could hear was my brother screaming and crying behind me. And I was shocked. Like, I just stunned. And I was looking outside and you know, she had passed from cancer. And I was like that for about five minutes. Just silence. All I could hear was my brother. And then everything just kind of went quiet. And finally, I felt my dad's hand on my shoulder. It's like, hey, you okay? Like, you don't have to go to school. You don't have to play today. And I was like, no, I, I, I got to play. Like, I, I got to play. I can't. I can't stay. I, I, I just can't. So I went in my room, got ready, dropped me off for my first period. Or I missed first period, excuse me. And every the entire day just went slow. Like, I was, I was there, but I wasn't there, if that makes sense. Like, mentally, I wasn't there. And so it came time to play the game. And uh, my co- my co- one of my coaches was my uncle, uh, who already knew. And the team knew. The team, you could see it on the team's face. Uh, my head coach was like, hey, you don't have to play today. I was not nah, coach. I, I got to play. And uh, my uncle gave me a hug and said, I love you because it's going to be all right. And the team just had my back. It was a great, great, great day. Um, we won 21 to 1. And at the end of it, my entire team goes, that was for your grandma. That's for you. You know, she was here with us today. I went back home, told my mom, you know, all about the game. And she goes, man, you know, we called, I called her Ama. And so mom was with you today. I go, yeah, she was. She really was. Stuff like that can really tear you down, especially as a kid. And some of you are dealing with that as an adult. And it's hard. It's hard because your mind immediately goes to reminiscing and guilt or just it's not fair, right? We just go to it's not fair. And the thing is, guys, is that death is going to happen, but that's why we should celebrate life and not really beat ourselves up because we didn't do anything to, for that to happen. You know, God has its moments when it's time to call his angels home. And uh, my grandma was a saint, man. She, she's an amazing woman and she, she did nothing but care for the people. She did nothing but care for the world. And she always put God first. Her family was her everything amazing cook but it hurt it hurt so much and that funeral was not easy that was but the amount of people that were there i mean you see how big churches are that church was full 
there were so many people there to celebrate her life. There were so many people there. And it, it was amazing to see, but it was hard. It was hard. So you fast forward, you know, to 2020 and COVID hit. And my grandpa's been doing good, right? He's learned how to live on his own. Well, my uncle was there and helping him. But, you know, all he wanted, to, all he ever was, was proud of his grandkids. He was, every time his grandkids would come around, he would tell people, that's my grandkids, my grandson, my granddaughter. Um, and he loved his grandkids and he loved his family. And all he did was want to visit. So when COVID hit, you know, it was a little bit of concern because he was a little bit older, but, you know, everything was fine. And then he came over for Christmas and that Christmas was a little bit different. I don't know why. I think it was because it was COVID and, you know, we were able to get together. But like for me, I almost got COVID, I thought, because my entire location I was running at that time was hit with COVID. I lost my entire team, but I think one person. And I had to get tested because I was like, man, I haven't seen my family in forever. Like, this is this can't be happening. And luckily for me, I, I was negative and we're able to be there. And we're all around the table. And I remember seeing my grandpa just at the head of the table, but it was like he was enjoying the moment, right? He saw everybody. But something felt off to me, at least, because I was like, I want to see. He's just, he's quiet. And, but he was, he was soaking it all in, which was good. It was good to see him. It was good to see everybody. And then two weeks later, you know, uh, New Year's came and went and my mom called and she's like, Hey, your grandpa's got COVID. And then it turned into, he's in the hospital. And it got to the point where he, then he was really sick. And I was like, Oh my gosh, this can't be happening. And then, you know, my uncle also was sick at the same time, his brother, and they end up passing a week within each other. And I always, you know, we try to look at the positive side of things. And I remember, I never forget that when I woke up and I had a friend working in the hospital and she texted me saying, I'm so sorry. And that's how I found out. I didn't even know from my parents or my mom or dad yet. She had sent me that text. And that's the first thing I woke up to at 630 in the morning. So, you know, of course, I dropped everything back to my mom's and, you know, there my uncles are there and my mom's there. And, you know, we're kind of just reminiscing and talking about it because, you know, this family got even closer because, you know, both my uncle and my grandfather had passed within a week of each other. Brothers came here from Mexico, lived literally a few blocks from each other. Um, but I always joke and say, you know, you know, they got up to heaven and looked at each other like the Spider-Man meme and said, what are you, what are you doing here? What? <laughs> what? You're not supposed to be here. And, you know, I always say God, God wanted them together. You know, God wanted them to go up there together because, you know, they don't want, they don't want to, they needed each other. So fast forward to his funeral. And I hadn't really like cried yet. Like I had cried a couple times, but not fully. And, uh, you know, we're at the cemetery and we're doing our thing. And my brother comes up and he kind of, and Derek, and he pats my back and he gives me a hug. And it was just waterworks. I lost it. I cried, you know, instantly. And I was like, man, this hurts. Because, you know, again, the guilt took over. I wish, you know, I would have talked to him more. I wish I would have spent more time with him. I wish, I wish, I wish. And we can't live like that because we made the choices that we made. But they always know that we loved them and they loved us. And I did. I love my grandparents very much. I love both sides of my grandparents very much. But you can't live your life with regrets because once it's gone or somebody's taken away from you, there's no time machine. You can't go back in time to fix it. So make sure that you guys really focus on the now, things you can control, live your life the way you would want to be treated, treat others as you want to be treated, love others, 
be respectful. Don't argue with walls, meaning if some people are going to feel a certain way, there's no point in arguing with them. But just be happy in the moment because that's the one thing. You can get more money. You can always get more money, but you can't get more time. You can't get more time. You can't get your time back. And that's why it's so important that you start now and you're in control now because when it's gone, it's gone. You can't get it back. And you're going to have to work twice as hard to get another opportunity. So go get what's yours. Have that alpha mindset. Bust your ass every day. Grind. And I promise you, success is going to come your way. But I'll leave you with this. Love yourself. Love the things around you. Love your family. Cherish everybody. And remember, you are important. You are successful. You are destined for greatness. Handle your business. And success is coming. I want to thank everybody for another day of just chiming in, listening in. If you guys want, I have a lot of uh, comments that I do accept. You know, please send me an email at alphamindsetspeaker at gmail.com. Excuse me. Um, visit my website at alphamindsetspeaker.com. Uh, book your free 15-minute consultation with me as I kind of go over the packages and describe what I do for you on one-on-one sessions and coaching. If you know of any speaking engagements that love to hire me by all means send them to my website check out my tiktok check out my instagram uh, they're both at the alpha mindset speaker and i just appreciate every single one of you greatness is upon you and remember keep that alpha mindset you guys have a great day